Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Benley. This is the Buffy podcast that's getting pretty worried about Joyce. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Oh no, Joyce! Honestly, though, just kill off all of Giles' girlfriends, why don't you? Come oh, on, show. Shit. Come on! Shit, it fits! I mean, nothing. Joyce is fine. Joyce she is will fine. be fine forever. She's, she's currently fine. She's a trooper. That's what oh, she is. Oh no, so this is season five, episode four. I don't know what voice I'm fucking doing. Play your vampire. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Out I've been potting with one all the time. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't that that's the real twist, right? Fuck. We get to the end. I'm the vampire slayer. <laughs> oh shit. Have you seen me outside? Who knows? Do you remember? Who knows? You're always bitching about how the sun's gonna d- burn you to death. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Interesting. So yeah, this is uh, season five, episode four, out of my mind, original air date October seventeenth, two thousand. Starting off with Buffy perched like Batman on top of a crypt, except Batman never had a scarf like this. Jesus, that scarf. I mean, let's get right into it. That's my first picture. uh, Scarfy goodness. Excellent. I was figuring you had a picture of this because I certainly don't. No, it's just... This doesn't capture the scarf, though, because the scarf goes down to mid-ankle. And you're (laughs) like, how long did your scarf need to be, Buffy? And she's like, longer. And you're like, no. I was trying to also capture how shiny her lips were. Okay, yeah. I was having some trouble. I just, you know, it's dark. It's hard to tell. But they're shiny as all hell. At first, I didn't even know, is this a scarf? Is it connected to her shirt like that one other time? I think it's just a scarf. It's bananas. It's It's crazy, though. Tiny and thin and purple with her leather jacket. Oh, I love it. It matches her hair tie thingy. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Classic. Yeah. A lot of leather from Buffy in this season. So much leather, especially in this episode. I swear. Yeah. All she does is wear leather. They're like, Faith's been gone for long enough. (laughs) They don't remember. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Okay, so she's here fighting some vampires in the graveyard. Rifi and Spike both show up hilariously, and you're just like, yeah, let's get the whole gang together, right? Let's do it. Rifi gets himself an on-screen steak, which is Mm -hmm. nice for him. Yeah, Yeah. And he also beats the shit out of the vampire before doing it. Yeah, he's just really high energy. He's hyped. Like, Mm -hmm. he's... We can't really put enough emphasis on the fact that he's very hyped. He's too exuberant for the entire episode, really. That's his personality right now. Yeah, incredibly hyped. Yeah. So Buffy's all annoyed that Rifi like showed up and put himself in danger and well, not even showed up. Planned to be somewhere that Buffy wasn't fighting vampires, and she's not thrilled about that. Or the fact that she now has to babysit him. Yeah. Yeah, his plan was also to patrol while she was patrolling. He's mm. divided Sunnydale into quadrants or sectors or some <laughs> shit, which is very army of him. So I liked that. But yeah, she's kind of like, this is my calling. So that's what I'm doing out here. I'm not sure what you're doing here, but... I mean, uh, he stakes a vampire. It, he does. He's successful. It's true. God, how many vampires does Sunny D produce on the average <laughs> so night? Oh, so 
many. There must have been a serious tragedy that we did not see because the entire football team has been wiped out and they're <laughs> all coming back as vampires. Lousy with vampires, this graveyard. Holy crap. Oh, but yeah, and Spike's here and Buffy is more annoyed at Spike than at Rifi. We keep coming back to this idea that because Spike is impotent, he cannot be killed or like right. it's wrong to kill him. They keep saying it like Buffy is literally not allowed to kill him because he is not dangerous to people. Which doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, but he is spending his time beating up vampires who are dangerous to people so in a way i can kind of see it actually now spike does not have a stake which i kind of like because it just implies <laughs> that he goes around beating the shit out of vampires sure. but not killing them just making them mad at him until one day they all gang up right, right. <laughs> i don't even know what his plan is but yeah it's great he just wants to punch things because sure thing. he's yeah again impotent poor guy and this, the end of this, this little <laughs> sequence right before the cold open, uh-huh. or is like right before the end of the cold open, is just, it's the epitome of what I think of when I think of Spike's badass decay. It's perfectly that, <laughs> because it's something that we've seen before, basically, but yeah, yeah, Spike says something ominous as the Slayer's walking away, <laughs> turns around, and falls into a hole. He has a right? fall, and you're like, yeah. oh, right, this is Spike now. This is who he is. He's not serious. He's goofy. No, he's like, I will make of your neck my chalice or some vampire nonsense. Sure. And then, yeah, falls into an open grave because he's a punchline. He is a walking punchline. I mean, we say that as though we're really looking down on it. I still have fun. Yeah. I still have a lot of fun with it. It's just that, no, he's no longer a scary dude if he ever was. And hey, maybe he'll be something more than that. Who's to say? Mm. <laughs> Who's to say? More than that to someone. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Holy shit, Michaela. We are back on campus. We are back <laughs> Briefly, we're at here. the UC Sunnydale campus. <laughs> and we haven't been back for like, what, three more episodes before this. So good job for them remembering that college is happening. Yeah, season five, episode four, back to school. <laughs> Buffy's still in school. We want to make that super clear okay so you have three different pictures of what buffy and willow are wearing i've just got one i was restrained i called mine everything i just felt like it wasn't enough because so and here's here's why so your picture everything is very similar to my picture of buffy perhaps identical in angle two right and it really shows off this shirt buffy's wearing and the belt Okay, so yeah, shirt, belt, decorative belts are so in. They don't go through (laughs) any or all of the uh, belt loops on the pants. They're tiny and they have no structural purpose, but they're so in. God. This is just like 100% not a functional belt. Oh, no, 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 no. a decorative waist tie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, belt is just, it's too much. So, right. And I have angle one because... This picture does not capture Buffy's cow bag. Oh boy, she does Buffy, have a cow bag. <laughs> Buffy's gigantic hoop earring. And what I have to imagine are Buffy's insane extensions in her hair. Mmm. That's a lot of hair. That is a lot of hair. That's a lot of hair. I don't think she has that much hair. Although she does have more hair than she used to. It's just, that's a lot of hair. 
Yeah. So then we get into what Willow is wearing. Right. And it's perfectly normal. And we can just skip on by the... No, okay, so it's bonkers and a half. Like, it's... it's all I was taking notes about, really. I so just her... can't even start with... Like, where do you start? I gotta start with the sweater, because it's so eye-catching. <laughs> She's peacocking, right? Like, she is throwing something out there that's distinctive and unique. So she's got this sweater on. It's stripy as fuck in various reds and various greens. There's some yellow in there, some white. It's sort of a zigzaggy but horizontal pattern. Stripes is what we generally call those. Yeah. But no, but they're jagged stripes. Are they? They're pointy. Like they have little jaggedy points. Oh, they do because it's knit, which is another thing. Right. And then it's open at the front in a way that I'm not sure she could actually do this sweater up. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know it's also like, it's so short why is it so short <laughs> oh it's so short oh it's so good then she's got that over a normal purple tank top and black what i'm assuming is floor length skirt i think it's dark green but yes i can only imagine that it's floor length and then i have a picture that just highlights her earrings because okay. they are crazy <laughs> they're just like And she has helpfully swept her hair back over her ears to highlight them. (laughs) To highlight them. They're just very large. Yeah. Are they mirrored? (sighs) Is there a reflection in them? I can't tell if if they're big feathers or if they're big, flat, like, gemstone type things. Uh, (laughs) They're so green. I think they're stones. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I love them. Oh, I I didn't even notice that her top button on the sweater is in the shape of a heart. Oh, cute. There you go. These little details. Good job. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, this this whole fucking thing, man. It's not. It's not good. It's not any good, really. Okay. (laughs) The purpose of this scene was actually just to remind us that Buffy and Willow are still going to university, going to college, (laughs) and Buffy is doing well. Yeah, true. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah, they have a Robespierre joke, and I actually know who that is, so suck at everyone else. Yeah, and then we get to see what the rest of people are doing, because they're not going to college except for Tara, who is, but uh, it's fine. But she's not there, it's fine. Yeah, and you know what? We see that Xander's good at carpentry, and like, oh, thank God he's good at something. He's contributing to their lives. He's helping Giles with a thing. Xander's good at carpentry. Giles has his shop. Tara's there hanging out like she's an independent person. And Michaela, <laughs> we're coming into our first segment like a real boy. What have you got? This little wooden puppet. I'm not a puppet. I'm a real boy. <laughs> Are you sure she isn't just waiting for Willow to get there? Okay, we don't see her interact with anyone else there, but I'm pretty sure she wasn't just silently standing there the entire time. Just off in a corner alone. Willow's sure to get here soon. (laughs) (laughs) I was so happy to see her in a place where the other Scoobies were that wasn't where Willow was. Yeah. No, you're you're right. I'm just being difficult. (laughs) (laughs) You difficult? No. Nah. (laughs) So yeah, like a real boy, we've got all these background characters and they're actually characters now. And that's so fancy. Like season five, you're doing so well, man. Doing so well. Holy shit. They even managed to highlight how useful it is to have Anya around. Yes. She's like, hey, these two things you put together are going to react poorly when sitting on the shelf together. I'm going to move them for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, everyone's got something to do except for Tara, maybe. But, you know, she's a psychic. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, everyone's like their own person in a way that they were not other than Buffy and Willow last season. Oh, for sure. Like, they're... They have they have things to do in the background. They have lines. They have character development. It's just so crazy. You did get it. Sparkly eyes. <gasps> I did get it. Was that what you were trying to get? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yes. So before the pod, we were talking about Michaela trying to get this picture of something that was really hard to get a picture of, and it was. It was Tara's sparkly eyeshadow that I noticed and was like, no, it's fucking impossible to get a picture of sparkly things. Because the effect is best seen when it's in mo- in motion. But no, you've, you've done a pretty good job. There are a couple sparkles that are visible. So what you're saying is all that time that I made you wait while I got pictures was worth it. That's what I'm hearing. I didn't say that that time was wasted. I said that the 15 <laughs> minutes after that was wasted. <laughs> uh, I mean, times. point counterpoint here, right? <laughs> so yeah, Tara's got normal things on, like her sparkly eyeshadow, which is, oh, it's delightful. And uh, whatever her earrings are, Jesus. she's got like a, a fang necklace or some shit that's that happening. That might be a giant feather. I don't know. Everything just looks like a feather to me, I think. <laughs> No, because her earrings are like these big hoops with leather in the middle, some some fabric in the middle, and then a ton of danglies off the bottom that are not feathers. No, those aren't, but her necklace might be a giant (laughs) That seems like a stretch. Decide for yourselves, listeners. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know what she's wearing. I don't generally make a big note of it because it tends to be just a lot of hippie nonsense. But when her eyes are that sparkly, you're like, come on, man, come on. Yeah, but Tara's clothes are often... They're very similar, right? They're just a lot of flowy shirts, yeah. flowy skirts, <laughs> earth tones, I guess. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, that's Will Tara. engages in some good newt gatekeeping when oh, yeah. she is like, oh, are these newt eyes? And Giles is like, oh, that'd be really expensive. But it, these are just as good. And she's like, mm, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, clearly. I love the talk about the newt brand and the name that it carries with it and the reputation. It's all really good world build in the magic as mundane sort of vein. Yeah, no, it's nice. And yeah. yet uh, Tara is being encouraged to do more magic, but is reluctant to. And that's her theme for the episode, basically. Yeah. It's this idea that Tara still doesn't really believe in her own abilities. Mm-hmm. And Willow has gone 100% in the opposite direction. Or is afraid of embracing her own abilities for some Maybe. reason, which we may see in a season or two. <laughs> what if I told you? Oh, do I want to tell you that? Hmm. Okay, so there's a cap on it. I know that there's a hard cap of like end of season six. <laughs> what if I told you it's very soon? <laughs> Ooh, I'd be intrigued. All right. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, that's still like a season after Goodbye, Ola, which is nonsense, so right. I don't even care. so absurd. Yeah, that was absolute nonsense. Anywho, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tara's got her things going on, and we've got some fancy new training digs for Buffy, and you're <gasps> like, holy shit, this Sunny D real estate. Oh, so, so cheap. Like, is this the same space that they showed us in episode two, and now they're just pretending to introduce it for the first time. I feel like it really is. I really think it is. It doesn't particularly matter, but it really feels like it. It's huge, though. It's, it's gigantic. so big. Yeah. 
Buffy makes a Star Trek reference that I now understand. Oh my god, Star Trek reference? We've got a Star Wars reference, possibly? Because someone says, you're my only hope, like, really soon. Oh, Harmony says that. Mm. And I'm like, show, you're you're speaking to one of your demographics. I mean, Harmony Defs does not get that reference. No, but she made it. Yeah. But then next season, we go, like, really hard on a bunch of nerdier things. Well, we're going to have a bunch of nerds hanging around. Yeah, exactly. They're going to have some nerdy things to say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have a great time with it. (laughs) But yeah, this is a huge space. I'm so happy to see it again because I know it fairly well. Like, they spend a bunch of time doing training stuff here. Well, Buffy's into the whole training thing again now, right? Right. Which, again, was not in season four, so Giles had no purpose. Nope. Yeah, so they walk in here, and you're like, calm down, Riley, because he tackles Buffy with no warning. Oh, he's so annoying. Just (laughs) calm down, guy. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Can't see what anyone would find unlikable about him. No. It's just exuberant, you know? Yeah. But it's exuberant that is not welcome right now. Buffy's hyped about her new training space. Mm -hmm. And then we go to Spike watching Dawson's Creek. Ooh, very nice. I didn't realize that was what he was watching. <laughs> I figured that A, you had no idea he was watching Dawson's Creek. No. And B, I have a fun segment for you that I'm Ooh. calling Dawson's Crossing. Ooh, you get a segment. I know. So I was reading the wiki. And okay. It told me that because Dawson's Creek and this show were on the same network, there was a lot of crossover, like guest actors appearing on both. So then I thought to myself, I could spend time getting pictures from this episode, (laughs) or I could go on a crazy hunt to try to figure out who all of these people are. Uh So here's what I came up with. Which one did you go for? (laughs) All right, tell me. Lay it on me. So I've got... I found seven, and this was just for me scrolling through the people on Dawson's Creek. Because unfortunately, no one has made a list for this. I don't know why. (laughs) Craziness. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. There are six seasons of Dawson's Creek, so there are a lot of people who are on Dawson's Creek. So, wait, this just means that we're doing investigative journalism, right? Essentially, that's how I felt about it. And I've, yeah, did I just say we? And that may not entirely be earned? (laughs) Sure, whatever. This podcast, it's breaking new ground. Go for it. Right. So, in no particular order, Adam Kaufman, who played Parker, was oh. on both shows. And, I mean, it's this kind of thing where it's going to be people who were on one yeah. or two episodes of Buffy and then also on one or two episodes of Dawson's yeah, Creek. Yeah. Jason Bear, who played Billy Ford Fordham in... Oh, yeah. What the hell's that episode called? Oh, God. Oh, I don't man. know. Cancer brain, yeah. Cancer guy, yeah. <laughs> we have Megan Gray... Who, now, <laughs> in Doppelgangland, she played a character named Sandy, who I think okay. is the, was white one of the white hats yeah. that we've never seen before. Oh, the disappointing yeah. white hat who should have been yes. Larry. Who should have been or, anyone else. Or no, sorry, not, because Larry was a white hat, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't should know. have been Jonathan. We, you know, Jonathan, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's actually in 11 episodes of Dawson's Creek, so that's pretty, oh. pretty good for her. We have, and this was, this guy, uh. I don't know how to say his name. I'm not going to try. This guy, this was his first credit was on Buffy. Like his first IMDb credit. He was Kyle in the pack. So I believe (laughs) that's one of the pack members. 
<laughs> I think that might be the head Pac-Man. Possibly. So he was also on Dawson's Creek. Interesting. Uh, we have Mercedes McNabb. Yeah, who I know plays her harmony. harmony. Yeah. Also in, I think, one episode. We have Bianca Lawson, who is Kendra the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. Also on Dawson's Creek. And everyone's favorite, Eric Balfour. <gasps> <gasps> Jesse! <laughs> oh, it's been so long since we've had a Jesse mention. Yes. Yes. So. Oh God, Jesse's my favorite. I <laughs> I know how you feel about Jesse, so I thought you'd be excited that we could yeah, have a reason a, to bring he, him up. We talked about this, right? He was on a lot of Dawson's Creek. No, no, that was that no? other show that I saw oh. him in when He's I was in at 24. the gym. Oh, right. Haven. Is that the, the Mountie show. I I don't know what it is. He's in 78 <laughs> episodes of it as Duke Fuck. Crocker. <laughs> That sounds like a Mountie show, yeah. It's like a sci-fi show or something. Oh, maybe not then. Weird shit happens in it, from what I could see at the on the TV at the gym anyways. So yeah, that was my, my Dawson's Crossing Awesome. Segment. You're welcome. That was great. I loved it. <laughs> a lot of research went into it. Okay, so, right. Spike is watching Dawson's Creek. That's how we got onto this. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, who should show up? But Harmony, she's here. She's adorable. Oh my god, I just can't... I should feel like I should be taking her a lot more seriously than I am. <laughs> no, no, no. The show does not want you to be taking her seriously right I now. I know. But oh, she just, she wants to be Buffy's nemesis so bad. <laughs> oh, so bad. Arch nemesis, yeah. Uh, oh, man. And she is dressed a lot less fun than she normally is, which makes she's me She's on the lamb. Yeah, it's true. Like, she right. wants to be inconspicuous, so she's dressed down for the part. She has a giant sparkly belt buckle on that I was desperately trying to get a picture of, but gave up because the lighting just kept being really bad because they're vampires. Right. Yeah, it's pink, and it's the size of my fist. Holy God. And it's it's sparkly. Also, she's showing, like, a lot of midriff with that yes. top. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. That's it's the year of where midriffs. we're at. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> it's midriff and decorative belts for some reason mostly on buffy <laughs> so many every episode so far i think buffy has had a decorative belt <laughs> that's craziness <laughs> i love it all love it so anyway much. yeah she's gonna be hiding out with spike for a bit i like that she's taken up smoking but only like <laughs> right now because it's she's so terrible cute. at it oh yeah. god she tries oh and when and she just the whole, like, being subtle with Harmony thing does not work. <laughs> when Spike's like, oh, you'll do anything. anything? And she's like, yeah. she thinks about it. She's like, yeah. Oh, you mean like sex? Sure. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Classic. Get some more classic Rifi and Buffy in bed. Oh. Rifi's got that sweet chest scar, which is excellent. I do like the chest scar continuity. and I mean, uh -huh. that's going to come up today, so that'll be good. Yep. Riley's still really hyped. He just... Mm -hmm. We want to be really clear about how hyped he is about everything. Everything. I love these problems that just crop up in a person unexpectedly, but then, like, we're not sure whether they should have always been there. Yeah. Just, like, is this just something that happened to Rifi this week? Or <laughs> was he supposed to be like this? If they had had the foresight, would they have done this the entire season? Yeah, I uh, don't know. It, who knows, right? Yeah. It's, we're not that far in, so it's not that bad if they've only decided to do it now. No. But yeah, yeah he wants to go again in bed. He's tackling Buffy for no reason. He's throwing the vampire around. Yeah. Something's up with Buffy. And oh shit, Michaela. Oh no, Joyce uh, falls down. Uh, oh, Joyce. 
Joyce has not fun times. No. Yeah, she has a mild brain thing happen to her, and she mm-hmm. falls down, and she doesn't know who Dawn was briefly. No. Which, falls ooh, down. interesting. It is interesting, but they have to take her to the hospital post-haste. Yeah. I didn't even think about the not knowing who Dawn thing was. Oh, yeah, that's super relevant. Yeah. Yeah. It's- <laughs> And it's just, it's so terrifying because Christine Sutherland is so good. Oh, I'm so worried. Oh, I'm so worried. Right. So we go to the hospital. There's a cute intern. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Joyce should be A-okay. Uh-huh. And, and Dawn being a child who's still <laughs> acting a lot like a 12-year-old. Oh, yeah. Steals that stethoscope and is checking out people's heartbeats. Man, when she was emptying all of the uh, bowl cereal into the different bowls to get the cr- the fucking toy inside the box. I was so box, angry. I was like, that's not even a fucking 12-year-old no, thing, man. No, it's like an 8-year-old thing. Yeah. <laughs> She's is... 14. This is so weird. What like, in the fuck is happening? Cereal's delicious. How dare she do that to it? Yeah. God, all that free sugar? Jesus. Jeez. <laughs> Anyway, oh, Wi-Fi's we're so old. heart rate is like 150, which is a scooch over normal. So it's real bad. Yeah, that's bad times, man. Yeah. He's defo going to have a heart attack, but no, he's fine. And he's I think... He's so unconcerned. <laughs> he's so unconcerned for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's almost as though he's not, not feeling any pain or something. It almost... Is this side leopard? This is basically oh, side leopard. Yeah. You got this later. I'm impressed. Yeah, this I is did get I this just later. got a, like a like a full-on shot of that sweet sweet leopard print bag. Oh, Buffy's got a leopard print bag and it's pretty great. It's so big. Oh, I loved it. And I felt really callous. This is a serious scene where Riley's mm. being told he's going to have a heart attack and I'm like, <gasps> "Is that a leopard print bag? Oh my god." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. Pretty much. I mean, that's when I noticed it, too. I just have a picture (laughs) of it from later. Anyway, Joyce is okay for now. Don't toy with me, show. Don't you fucking do this. And the doctor is being very clear that Riley is not okay, but they can't hold him there, so he is leaving. Couldn't they, like... Oh, no, they didn't legally hold Buffy in the hospital before when she was killed by death. I don't no. think. She, like, chose to stay. You, right. Because you can't force someone to b- stay in a hospital just because they're really sick. Oh, weird. I don't think. Can you? I don't know. Seems that like sounds... a reasonable thing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, doesn't <laughs> that's matter. Like, that's the second law of robotics, man. <laughs> <laughs> or first law, maybe? I think that might be the first law. First law of robotics. Robots have to hold humans in hospitals if they're not feeling well. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I see. That's, that's what I remember. Yeah. yeah. A robot may not injure a human being or through an action allow a human being to come to harm. Yeah. Yeah. First law of robotics and they're just fucking disregarding it here. Anyway, but this terrible. is That's through... That's the opposite. That would be through... Like, no, this is inaction. through inaction. Yeah. Through, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're not acting to keep him there. And so he runs away. I don't know. I don't think you can... I don't think you could just hold someone in a hospital. It doesn't matter. We need to move on. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Fine. Okay. So, Buffy's mad worried about Rifi. Don's useless. Uh, Willow's Ugh. here. She mentions that they should call the Inquisition. And Buffy's like, how? That's impossible. And I'm like, no, no, no. Night Vale has this sorted out. You Absolutely. speak into any of the government-issued bugs hidden around your house, or you pick up any telephone. And this just is... <laughs> say what you feel into it. And, like, that's basically what Dawn suggests, which is 
a pretty big win for Don, I have to say. It's such a big win for Don, and I love how Buffy kind of, like, just shuts this down and is like, no, 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 shut up. Wait, I've got an idea. <laughs> what if they've bugged his phone? <laughs> it's the thing that you just said. Yeah. <laughs> but this... I thought of it, and it's good now. <laughs> and this really, I know I've brought this up a few times already, but, like, where is this apartment? <laughs> Where Ri-Fi does he live? has a new apartment. It's fine. It's an unspecified location. I guess it yep. doesn't really matter where it is. It just bothers me a lot that he lives in a question mark place that we've never seen an establishing shot of. I think that's yeah. what I don't like about it is yeah. that I just want an establishing shot. Right. I mean, we didn't yeah. have that for Angel's apartment. He just Ugh. lived mysteriously. In a sewer, probably. <laughs> I mean, he definitely <laughs> lived below ground. Well, the apartment building was above ground. We've talked about this. We went over this when we were in that season. Because there's, like, blackout lines. Yeah, Darla uh, opens the thing, and oh, then yeah. there's light in the apartment. We've been Why doesn't he this. live in a sewer? He's so I dumb. I don't know. He's <laughs> dumb, yeah. Yeah, anyways. Uh, then we go to the scene that I have named Intense Basketball Intense. <laughs> yeah, and you've also got a picture called Spray Him Down. <laughs> Just imagine how much spritzing went into how sweaty he is in this shot. This entire fucking episode, man. He's so sweaty. He is moist throughout the entire thing. From this point on, he's just moist. Yeah, absolutely. The entire time. This poor guy spends so much of his time being moist. Oh, God. Just drenched. God, they were coming up and pouring buckets on him in between (laughs) takes. So yeah, maybe spray him down is not even a strong enough (laughs) sentiment. Or they've just got a fire hose nearby, you know, and the director calls cut. They just turn it on, (laughs) turn it off when action hits. Yeah. He's continuing to be hyped, but this time he is just playing some really intense basketball with some some hoops, man. Guys. I don't know who these people are. Randos. Guys that he knows that aren't Inquisition people. Come on. (laughs) Holy shit, it's Graham. He's back. Ah! he's still working for the government and i'm like nice but okay rifi sure like was really insubordinate but didn't you sweep that whole thing under the rug how mm, i guess what is rifi doing with his days right now he's i think he's still a grad student i don't know (laughs) they never really talk about what he's doing when he's not with buffy his supervisor died yeah i know there are other supervisors I guess, yeah, actually, no. In academia, you have to have a backup plan for a supervisor dying, right? Yeah, I think that's so. That's got to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's fine then. That's, that's fine. He's a grad student. It's all good. Anyway, Graham's back, and I'm super hyped to see him. And Rifi is mad at him, even though they're best friends deep down. Oh, they really are deep down. This episode, I'm going to go out there and say it. This is more dialogue than Graham got all of last season. <laughs> oh, oh, poor Graham, it is. <laughs> right? That's oh, so true. It's so uh, true. He must have got the script for this thing, and it must have looked like a fucking Tolkien book to him. He was like, wait, how many pages is this? He's like, I have to memorize what? Ten Usually pages? Usually it's five words. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking hell. He's hyped. He's so happy to be back, I'm sure. And oh, he God, yeah. he just wants to help Riley, who's a dum-dum. Well, Graham's entire purpose this episode, or his, his actor, is... Just to get more and more beat up makeup applied applied to his face. He just shows up and, yeah, gets the crap beat out of him by literally everyone. Because, yeah, Rifi punches him and runs away. And then later on, Spike hits him. Or Harmony, Harmony, I guess, guess, roughs him up. (laughs) 
Which is just embarrassing. Harmony oh, roughing you up. I know, it's so embarrassing. Wait, how did that happen? What do you mean? She's got a crossbow. Oh, but Xander, like, yeah, I could know. take her on. She was young then, and she didn't know. I and... suppose. Anyway, yeah, he's just getting more and more <laughs> bruising on the facial area throughout the entire yeah. show. It's good. <gasps> yeah, but where where would he go if you were a crazed ex-inquisitioner? Sure. Where would you disappear to? Well, there's no reason that you have to necessarily leave the government. It depends how disenchanted you are of the whole thing, right? <laughs> Riley was already super out and had been court-martialed or whatever. So then when the guys who managed to survive get out, presumably the government doesn't want to make enemies out of them. So no, I'm more talking about like Ryfire right now. After he punches oh, okay. Graham and runs away, where does he go? Oh, I see. Where is he hiding from them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. At his question mark job, maybe. <laughs> so no, I mean, there's a couple well, theories. Well, he goes to you know. hide in the caves, right? Why? Why? <laughs> he does. The Inquisition tunnels, because like, yeah. yeah, they're cozy or whatever. I love his usual haunts being listed out, because it's like, okay, burned out school. Yeah, we know <laughs> that he's been there. Uh, where oh, else? Oh, wow. Inquisition tunnels, because yeah. that's a thing. The docks. Uh, the docks, <laughs> right. The docks of Sunnydale, which we did see once, yeah. He's trying to escape. Okay, so Graham has basically shown up. He's brought an Inquisition doctor uh-huh. to help Riley with whatever it is that's wrong with him. Right. Is the implication here that after doing this, the self-surgery that he did <sighs> to take that thing out of himself, did he then do no follow-up whatsoever on that? Yeah. No one ever came to see him. That's a perfectly self-healed scar. Like, right? there are no stitches in that at all. Oh, man, yeah. Because no because one's taken a look at him, certainly. This is just it. The implication is that they need to do more surgery because something in the same area that he ripped that thing out of is still affecting him, which implies that either... Like, he didn't get it all, there was something else in there, and he's done nothing to handle this at all up to this point. Yeah, but then, I mean, six months later is the perfect time for it to crop up again, right? (laughs) Right. That just makes sense. I guess maybe he thinks that, well, and he does, because this is literally the whole point of this episode, so I don't know why I said maybe, but here we are. (laughs) He thinks that changing anything will take away his superpowers, quote unquote, right? Right. And that will make Buffy not love him. Although she already doesn't love him in his words. So So. that's really kind of a logical fallacy then, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, he's in love. He's crazed with love. So this is my next, I guess this is my final picture. This is my picture called Candle, maybe. (laughs) When they're having their little powwow at the magic box to try and figure out how to find Ri-Fi, where he's gone, blah, blah, blah. There's this gigantic thing in the middle of the table. I thought it was a crystal, but candle is a better shout, I feel. Except So at the top, mm. there is something that looks like it could be a wick. Yeah. And I just am not getting crystal from it, but it I don't know. If it's a candle, it's bananas. Yeah, this is hmm. hmm. I don't know what it is. It's sort of like if you froze a tiny little thing of fire and then turned it sort of a brownish color. Ooh, that's good. Or it's sort of like Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, (laughs) but here's my number, so Candle, maybe. Right, so ever since I named this picture, that song has been stuck in my head. Yeah. So I'm happy. 
You say that there might be a wick on top of it. I think it might actually be a wicca. Ah, ah it's Willow. Ah, she's right there. Anyway, okay, cool. Candle, maybe. Good times. Yeah. Tunnels. Who knows the tunnels well? Buffy oh. sure as fuck doesn't know the tunnels well. She's got to get some fucking help here. And yeah. who better to help her than Spike, that guy who this certainly is... won't betray her. <laughs> this is the worst plan. I know that she's desperate, but just why? Why okay. go to Spike? She goes to Spike, Ugh. doesn't pay him. No. Doesn't supervise him to see that he's doing a job and then goes to the tunnels anyway. It's and so you're confusing. Like, okay, but why didn't you just go with Spike at that time then if you're both going to the same place and you have said yourself that you don't know where you're going? It doesn't make any sense that she leaves without Spike. No. She gets mad at him and rips the money in half, which is great because he says he wants idea. half now. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> And but no, it just doesn't make any sense because why has she even given him that half of the money? What's what is she expecting him to do? But, but just, honestly, I don't know. Tape it back together. I guess like him playing twenty questions with harmony before this is <laughs> very adorable. Oh man, when it was a bread box, <laughs> oh, I was so happy. Oh god. And whenever she calls him Blondie Bear, it just <laughs> makes me feel so warm inside. <laughs> But Spike has now learned that there is a fancy doctor in town. And he's like, ooh, maybe I should just betray these people that I hate and keep betraying and go see about that fancy doctor myself. Get this chip out of the old noggin. I think it's reasonable that Buffy wouldn't have immediately thought, hey, maybe Spike will want to see the doctor as well. No, 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 no. Because at this point, she's just accepted his chip (laughs) as a fact of life. And of course, she doesn't think... That's going to be his first instinct. I mean, maybe she should have, but yeah, he's like, hey, it's that thing that has ruined my entire life. Maybe I can go and force somebody to operate on my brain. That sounds like a good plan. Especially since I have this companion who can hold a crossbow and (laughs) threaten people with it. Pointed at folks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She points it near folks generally, which is really problematic, but she's dumb. It's fine. Well, she's... Not very good at not accidentally firing the crossbow. <laughs> so it's probably best that she doesn't point it directly at them. But you know what? That's a, It's a great scare tactic. It's the itchy trigger finger, but like stupid crossbow holder. Yeah. With poor impulse control. Yeah, she's a wild card. That's for sure. Damn straight. So Willow knows some fancy spells. She and Tara are wandering around the burned out high school. Does some Fiat Lux to make a bunch of light. Fun fact. This is the last appearance appearance of the old Sunnydale High School. Oh, yeah, yeah. that feels about yeah. right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like Fiat Lux. I like that it's more Latin. Gratuitous Latin is something it is, we're yeah. getting a lot of. Love it. And yeah, Tara is afraid to do magic. Uh, blah blah blah. Honestly, I'm surprised you don't have a picture of Tara from here because, like, in Candle, maybe she's wearing some kind of normal stuff, but then like. By this point, she's got another shirt on on top of her two existing shirts, and it's just triple shirt action. I was at eight pictures, you know? I had to stop (laughs) at some point. (laughs) I thought you would never stop. I honestly expected the number to be like 20 from the amount of time that took. Because this is the thing. Getting the perfect picture is very important to me. Right. Of course. Yes. (laughs) That's how we end up with Mrs. Mug. Right. And I appreciate that. Exactly. I, it, and it would have been fine, and I would probably have had more pictures if I hadn't spent all that time pouring through the names on the people who have been in Dawson's Creek IMDb page. <laughs> right. Okay, so we've uh, gone through, uh, I think, seven of your pictures in the time that it took me to get through one of mine. <laughs> but here's my second one. You know what? 
We've got yeah. leather and leopard. Yep. Dot PNG. So I'm Buffy, loving this coat. She's got a red leather coat. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. And she's paired it with her usual leopard bag. But uh, there's something else about this picture that brings us into our final segment. This segment that I like to call Dark Days. Oh, what sad times are these when passing ruffians can say ni at will to old ladies. There is a pestilence upon this land. Nothing is sacred. Even those who arrange and design shrubberies are under considerable economic stress at this period in history. Oh, the Dark Days are back. Is that what? They never left, Michaela. (laughs) We stopped harping on them, though. It's like they left. We did stop harping on how fucking dark this show is, but it didn't get any less dark. Like... This is the best picture of this, and I challenge you to make out that there's actually a leopard print bag involved. This thing is like five foot on a side in real it's life. It's huge. It's absolutely and huge. You can barely fucking see it because they don't know how. It's five seasons in. This season, they stepped everything up a notch, and they the still <laughs> don't know how to fucking light a scene. Are you kidding me? Uh, actually, I was going to say that with this outfit, she's wearing red pants. Which is insane. It's Holy an insane shit. choice. But you can't tell because it's can't just the damn it. dark. <laughs> yeah. Fucking fuck, guys. <laughs> correct. Uh, Dumbasses. That's all very correct. Okay. So Buffy finds Rifi. He's sweaty and he can't feel pain. He's really mad at the cave. Right. He's punching he's like, the shit out of it. Dumb cave. This is where I hung up with Adam. It's so dumb. That's not yeah. at all why he's punching it. I just no. felt that he was being petulant in general in this scene, and I was tired of it. He is, yeah. I yeah. mean, he's slinked off to his own batorium here oh. to have himself a time. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so he wants to be good enough for Buffy. He figures that being super is the only way that he keeps up with her. And mm, Buffy says that he's wrong, and I'm like, is he, though? Is he... I think Buffy truly thinks that he's wrong. Yes. I don't know if that's correct, yeah. but I believe that Buffy currently believes it. Oh, I fully am on board with that. I think she's, yeah, as far as she can tell, no, he doesn't have to be super. But there'd just be something a bit off about him if he wasn't super, you know? It's like, yeah. oh, remember when he was cool <laughs> and not like Xander? I'm like, oh, now I've just got two Xanders around. <laughs> Rifi, are you good at carpentry? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably. Seems like something you'd learn in Iowa. <laughs> right? What else are they doing in Iowa? I, I don't know. They haven't heard of the in internet Iowa. yet, so. Yeah. Buffy just can't win. Angel breaks up with her because he thinks that she deserves somebody normal. And right. Riley is being a dum-dum because he thinks she deserves to be with someone super. So, what does that leave her with? I'm also liking the number of emotive relationship moments she has, either in sewers or caves. Yeah. It's like something about that enclosed space, you know, really lets the emotions just echo around in it. It's really working for her, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, they do all that. Sure. It's just the worst, because he's projecting all of his insecurities and telling her how she feels. Which is not generally what you should do. No, that's Uh, that's probably bad from an emotional maturity standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. So they rush off to the hospital. Uh, Graham got knocked out. Oh, Oh, poor concussed Graham. Oh, concussed Graham. Oh, Poor guy. He shows up to Sunnydale, gets pummeled. Ugh. Yeah. Docs McGee got snatched by Spike and Harmony, and they're going to make him operate on Spike to get the chip out of his head. Sure enough, boom, 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 drop it in the thingamajig. Chip is out with nary a problem. At this point, I was like, man, this doctor's really smart. He, like, 
got Harmony to turn so that she would put her cigarette out, and then he tricked her. Yeah. And then I realized that's probably how he became a doctor, by being smart, so. <laughs> yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah, I guess, no, that's good use of the distraction that he had, this, like, you know, no smoking thing, and he would have found something else if he needed Harmony's to. Harmony's also very dumb, right. so I'm outwitting figuring, her. <laughs> yeah, he could have just dropped a penny in the thing, and she wouldn't have noticed because she was basically yeah. looking at this when it happened pretty much so like there there are a lot of problems with this i'm mm-hmm. we don't really need to go into them like the fact that spike hits a lot of people buffy mostly but like buffy hits her mostly. a lot before yeah. trying to bite her and it goes poorly yeah and just the very idea that he would want someone to do brain surgery on him who does not want to. That bothers me. Uh, if I'm that doctor, clearly Spike's going to kill me after I do this. Oh, yeah. So, like, oh, don't I just yeah. give him a bunch of brain damage and make my odds of being able to face Harmony a lot better? <laughs> right? <laughs> She's put down the crossbow. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, Next it's... question. Does Spike no, have a weird bald patch on the back of his head now? <laughs> no, it's all <laughs> sewed up and it's fine. I'm sure. <laughs> And final point, the vamp face transitions were very fancy. Yes, they were so well done. They made sure to get them right on, like, both Spike and Harmony get so them fancy. doing their transition mm-hmm. on camera. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this ain't no season one bullshit no more. Hell no. Hells to the nah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ryfi and Buffy show up. They have a fight. Spike punches Buffy a lot before trying to bite her. And then makes no sense. Doesn't make any sense, but that's fine. They both scamp away, uh, Harmony and Spike do, because they're scamps at heart. Maybe the real moral of this episode is that Spike can overcome the chip by believing in himself. <laughs> I was kind of expecting the chip to come out and then Spike to just, like, still have that from conditioning. But, oh, yeah. yeah. No. I wasn't even sure. Anyway, Ryfi gets patched up and it's all better. He got, like, mildly shot in the thigh with, during the whole thing. some pretty bad shape. Like, he's just yeah. extra sweaty by the end of this. Yeah, he's doing really poorly. He gets trapped by a table. Yeah, no, it's all very bad. And he's pretty much right on the edge of where this whole surgery thing should be happening. Uh, it should have happened quite a while ago, apparently. You know, Riley's still sad that Buffy doesn't want to hang out with him and she is so she he gets patched up and she's like okay you're doing better now so i'm gonna go check on my mom who was hospitalized today and he's really weird about it yeah he's all mopey like oh you want to see your sick mother instead of hanging with me okay rifi's gone to a really weird place like this episode (laughs) this clearly this is something of a turning point for him (laughs) i I can only imagine it's all downhill from here Because there's no, like, turning event or motivator for it being a turning point. It's just like, and Ryfi's a bad person. Cool. All right, let's wrap this shit up. It's true, though. He's being terrible, and he's exhibiting a lot of behavior that we've never seen from him before, all in this one episode. Yeah. Out of seemingly nowhere. Yeah. I mean, we got to get to the main plot at some point, right? Yeah. Right? So, sure. next episode. Yeah. Okay. Of course it is. (laughs) Yeah. This also brings up a thing just to, before we continue, like Buffy is a really weird show in this respect where it doesn't try to get you into the main arc of the plot early on. It's okay. Just taking those first four episodes and being like, you know what? We got some shit from last season to sort through and let's do that right now before we get to anything. And the things that it's done in all these episodes have actually set up the character arcs, I would say, for everyone. 
Yes. They've they covered Xander. They covered Giles. Mm-hmm. This is them covering Riley. The first episode was about Buffy coming yep. to terms with the fact that there's darkness and what does that mean for her. Uh, Spike is about to <laughs> have a bit of a thing happen to him that I'm yeah, very excited about. Aren't we just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then of course we've introduced dawn we've had a bunch of things happen to joyce or joyce mentioning things and then this one thing happening so yeah right. we we don't really know what the season is about but we can kind of see that everyone has started where they're starting from and maybe where they're going and i kind of want to say that it's a, a consequence of not expecting your viewers to see every episode but also i don't know isn't that an argument for introducing it earlier Technically, they introduced it in the first episode when all of a sudden they plopped Dawn into the middle of nowhere. <laughs> true. At the very end of the first episode, but yeah, that is true. But, but they did that and then they've been giggling about it for the past three episodes. Yeah. Until next episode when they're finally going to be like, right, that thing that we've been uh, tricking you about. Well, here it is. <laughs> I mean, history is always happening. And this was... At a weird transitionary period where it's like, okay, we've had this expectation that no, no one's seen any of the previous episodes. So, like, we got to go full Star Trek on it and just everything's a single episode except for our two-parters, which we'll try to keep you on board for. And then it's like, okay, but what if we want to do, like, a bigger story? It's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Don't go too fast, though, you know? Make sure (laughs) you don't have everything related to the story. But the other thing is, like, you have... We're talking about 22 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's another comparable TV show that I know of that does an arc over 22 episodes. Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars? Okay. Which... There are reasons that that fan base overlaps a lot with Buffy fan base, I would say. And so, yeah, like, so season one of Veronica Mars is the best one. Episode one, Veronica's best friend has been murdered. Mm -hmm. Everything is set up. We don't know who murdered her. And in the last episode of that season, we find out who the murderer is. Yep. And there are episodes that are very episodic within that. But generally speaking, there is something, some little thing that ties it to the overall arc. If it's not a specific episode about that. Isn't that how you want to do it? I think I think so. It's very straightforward for a reason, right? Like, What's the detective one with McConaughey and Woody Harrelson? True Detective. True Detective. Okay. Yeah, I'm so confused about those names. Anyway, True Detective. Because that's also <laughs> a longer form, I think. Like, ten I think episodes. Oh, that's ten episodes? Never mind. Yeah. Then. So, yeah, when you have 10 episodes, every episode is very relevant because you have a lot less time. Yeah, it's true. Man, I don't even know then. I guess it's just hard to do, but this was a weird time when they were like, we have to do 22 episodes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, shit. That's hard to do when it's all one story. Even 24, you've got like random, oh, hey, my daughter's trapped by mountain lions or some shit. (laughs) Which I'm pretty sure is an actual plot line from the first season. Is like <laughs> Frank Boyle or whatever his name is, his daughter, yeah, just gets trapped by mountain lions for like a couple episodes oh, up in insanity. the hills. Insanity. Because yeah. it's 24 episodes, man. He can't have that all filled with plot shit. No, that's way too many. Good God. Sometimes cougars of... happen. <laughs> Fucking mountain lions. Oh, geez. Lessons for life. Okay, let's finish this thing up. So, 
Buffy goes and confronts Spike in manner most dramatic, and they're getting closer and closer, Michaela. And this is something that we've seen before. I hope Spike takes his shirt off. Oh, oh he takes his shirt off like <laughs> heck. Like what? <laughs> such a shirt, such on the floor. And then they kiss, and it's glorious. And I was like, that's so expected, but also deeply unexpected. Buffy goes back for more, and you're like, oh, wow. And then, boom. It was all a dream. Spike is very troubled. Oh, no. He is very troubled. And, like, shouldn't he be coughing? Oh, what? Well, he woke up. No, no. (laughs) That's that's not how that works. (laughs) You don't think there's dust everywhere? He did not just have a dry dream. (laughs) You're welcome. That was the grossest thing I could think of to say. (laughs) Good lord. Huh. You've ruined what was a magical moment. I'm so pleased. Oh, boy. We skipped over Graham trying to make Riley go back to the army oh, or whatever. Oh, shit, right, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Oh, in your picture, that's, you have a whole that's picture. That's actually relevant. Yeah, I've got a picture well. about this. Because this is like almost button watch. Rifi doesn't have a second shirt under his first shirt, so he's no. just done up most of the buttons but like the top three. And, and he's like half tucked in the bottom because he's all uh, disheveled. He's so, he's so rumpled. <laughs> he's very and rumpled. He's so rumpled next to Graham, who oh. looks so good and so well put together. Just so Jesus. clean. Now, what he are the odds? He has clean lines. What are the odds that the guy who's playing Graham auditioned for Rifi? Because I'm oh, going to say extremely strong. Extremely strong. I think any of the. Anyone who's an army bro and had yes. a line of any kind auditioned for the role of Riley. I guarantee Almost certainly. You. Yeah. Whether they mm. knew it or not. Yeah, that was happening. Yeah. And I mean, how do I feel about that? Mm, Graham's <laughs> really handsome. And I, I like him from what I've seen him in, but he does seem too serious and not earnest enough. It, that's. I was just going to say he lacks earnestness because yeah. that is how we like to describe Riley. <laughs> but he, I mean, Mark Lucas does have so much of it. He oozes it. <laughs> I, I think that's a compliment. You yeah. ooze earnestness. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Anywho, that's that's our episode. Ends with Spike waking up from this dream that is super troubling. And again, we're going to have at least one robot this season. <laughs> Choo-choo! Uh, Michaela, did you enjoy this episode? There's just a lot of Riley whining for me, <laughs> you know? Now, yep. this whole Spike thing, there's a lot... Spike got a lot of screen time this episode, mm-hmm. which always makes me happy. Is this going to be a good look for him? We can, we'll decide. Because <laughs> the whole being obsessed with Buffy thing. Yeah. I would not call fun in the same way that Spike is generally fun. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I also, like, I had a good enough time with it. It was not a standout episode. When no. you say out of my mind to me, I'll be like, what? And yeah. then it's like, Spike tries to get the chip removed. Like, okay, yeah, I sort of remember that. That's, that's where I'm going to land. And really, all the stuff about Riley is very forgettable. Yeah, it's, it really is. It's pretty bleh. Because yeah. it's just this turning point of like, okay, now we have to make him less amazing and perfect than he was before. Because right. last There's season he conflict. was great. Yeah. yeah, where's the conflict? And right, there it's, is none. <laughs> we've created it by making him incredibly insecure about his relationship and for no reason other than... <laughs> so needy, too. Yeah, oh, and, and very needy. Very, very needy. Yeah. All in all, he's, it's unattractive. Everything about it is unattractive for him. Well, would you like to know what Taylor Kingston thought of this episode? Always. Oh, what do I think it's called? The one where Spike tries to get his chip removed. 
Mm, try again. Teeks loves Spike. Mm-hmm. Wow. I thought I was so on. The one where Riley is a whiner. The one where Spike <laughs> is in love with... Dot, dot, <laughs> dot. <gasps> Teeks, you son of a bitch, you've done it again. Oh, That's love it. just a curveball. That's literally the last thing that happens in this episode. <laughs> I absolutely love this episode, writes wow. Teeks. It is one of my all-time favorite Buffy the Vampire Slayer episodes. Insane. Insane. Right? Right? Insane. That's crazy. This is not a very good episode. It's so funny. And of course, it brings in the start of my favorite couple in this show, Buffy and Spike. That's troubling. That is why this is happening. Now, (laughs) how much do you think Rifi's in this review? Because I'm gonna say not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I would I would say this episode is half Rifi, half Spike. And I don't expect that from Teeks. I expect maybe like a 90-10 in favor of Spike. Spike decides it's time to get rid of his chip once and for all. When Riley starts getting sick because his heart is all screwed up thanks to Maggie Walsh's implants and doses, Spike has the perfect opportunity. (laughs) That was one sentence. (laughs) He finds out there's an initiative doctor. This is all about Spike again. Takes Harmony along, threatens the doctor, gets him to perform brain surgery, makes the doctor remove the chip. Then he and Buffy have a giant fight. Turns out the the doctor couldn't remove the chip and Spike and Harmony run away. A few hours later, Buffy shows up at Spike's crypt and they have a big argument. Then Spike kisses Buffy and says he loves her. Then Spike wakes up all huffing and puffing and realizes that it was all a dream. But worse, he realizes that he's in love with Buffy and begs it not to be true. You can't fight feelings, Spike. (laughs) Okay, so Rifle showed up one time there. And Spike is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... At least seven. Yeah. I think that's about what I said. Yeah. No, 90% Spike. Yeah, that's Maybe accurate. 80-20, but still. Oh, Teeks loves Spike. Absolutely oh my loves God. Spike. And does yeah. not care about any of Rifi's bullshit this episode, apparently. No. Uh, okay, so what's the average rating for this episode on IMDb? Seven, mid-sevens? 7.6. Yeah. And what do you think... Uh, what oh. do you think Teeks has given it? Oh, God. Oh. I mean, if it's not a 10... It is and a 10 out of 10. Because <laughs> you can't say one of my all-time favorite episodes and then not give it a 10 out of 10. Right? You can't do that. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for this <laughs> episode. And I'm like, this is this is a classic thing that gets me interested in what Teeks has to say. Because yep. I'm like, this is so different from all the things I think. Yeah. No, it, uh, <gasps> oh, Bonkers. As if I don't know, what's the best outfit on display in this episode? There are a lot of options. Ah. <laughs> You disagree. I do. Interesting. I mean, personally, I'm going to have to go with... I, I I took multiple pictures of it, so how can I really pick anything else? Buffy wearing... I don't even know if we tried to describe this top. <laughs> it's, it's light blue, and it's a tank top, but the top of it comes up really high. And it's spaghetti straps at the top, yeah. Yeah, but oh yeah, she got that belt, she got that cow purse, she got those hoop earrings and those extensions. I love it all. Well, you're free to be wrong. I mean, Willow's outfit is clearly the best. Her fucking bag you're obsessed purse, with this sweater. This you're obsessed sweater, with it. this bag purse, those fucking earrings, this hair that's weirdly uh, different from what it normally is. All of it's garbage. Buffy's belt is so blingy, and it doesn't go at all with the rest of the outfit. All right, we can both agree that you're wrong. So, what Who is won? happening? Oh, what? right. Fuck. Shit. Um... Uh. Hmm. Graham? Hmm. Right? 
Isn't that the only choice? He got pummeled a lot, though. Oh, he did. Uh, Buffy, no. Riley, no. Spike, definitely not. No. Harmony? Harmony scamps away yet again. Harmony scamps away yet again is confirmed in the fact that she is Buffy's arch nemesis. Uh shoots Ryfi in the thigh, generally, like, yeah, does pretty well for herself. She smokes more convincingly at the end of the episode. True, yeah. Near Spike's open brain, no, <laughs> Which he, no less. He's moving that head around a lot more oh, than yeah. he should be. Oh, yeah, it makes no sense. It doesn't matter. The doctor doesn't do any actual surgery, so everything's fine. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go for Harmony. Yeah, I think Harmony, because Graham just has too bad of a time while he's in Sunnydale for him to <laughs> he's win. He's so bruised. Mm-hmm. Oh, that poor man. Poor guy. Uh, yeah. Okay. And what's coming up next episode? Next episode is called No Place Like Home. And okay. we're finally gonna get some monks. There might be a ritual. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. I like that one. Maybe. I don't really remember what happens. We'll at least have an explanation for what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll figure some shit out about Dawn. And her whole thing. Maybe some Terra stuff soon. Who knows? Yeah, maybe some Spike creepiness. Uh, that's just going to be the rest of this season, isn't it? <laughs> you might say the rest of forever. <laughs> yeah, but like at some point they have a relationship. And Oh, uh, no, I'm not sure it's less creepy then. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, that's coming up then. That'll be fun. Until then, our listeners can always reach out to us via email, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com, the reddit, buffy.reddit.com. Or they, oh, they can always find the pictures on Facebook. We have a lot of pictures. Sorry about that, folks, but they are all up there. And if anyone wants to reach out to us personally, you can find us individually on Anchor, the social podcasting app that I'm not even making up right now. But seriously, we are not on it, guys. That's not a thing. Anyway, I'm on there at Anchor Around Your Neck, Michaela. I'm on there at He's at the Docks. (laughs) Very nice. And until next time. Farewell from the the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.